The views, opinions, and positions expressed in this podcast called Mood Food are in no way the views, opinions, and positions of the Department of the Air Force, DOD, United States government, including resources listed today. Thank you so much, Othell, for giving today's disclaimer. We really appreciate that. Today's Mood Food podcast is called Interview with Taylor Richardson, Racism from an African-American Female Perspective. Please download us from Spotify, TuneIn, Alexa, Apple Podcast. We are on all the platforms out there. We are still pending Pandora. Once we get that final approval, we will definitely let you know that that is a location that you can find us and download us from there if need being. If you have any program suggestions, let us hear from you. Email us at moodfoodpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook at Mood Food Podcast. Very easy to find us, to follow us, and to like us. Keep reviewing items shared in each podcast because the more you review, the more you will see yourself making that awesome progress as you are provoked by situations that can trigger unhealthy thinking patterns and unwanted reactions. Reviewing is part of your mood food diet. Once again, today's podcast is called Racism from an African-American Female Perspective, Interview with Taylor Richardson. Let's go to that interview right now. Thank you for being with us today. And Taylor, before we get started, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be um, a guest on the show. Like I said, my name is Taylor Richardson, and I was born and raised in L.A. I'm in South Central, actually, and then we moved out to Omdale about six years ago. Been working with the Family Advocacy It'll be a year next month. Awesome. And so it's been interesting working in a diverse group setting, different backgrounds, different cultures, and it's been an amazing experience. And you're doing a fantastic job, by the way, and we are very blessed to have you. And I just appreciate you being on the show today to tell your story about racism and how that has affected you and your family as well. So we'll go ahead and get started here. Tell us, Taylor your personal experiences with experiencing racism as an African-American female. So growing up in L.A., South Central, it was nothing but Hispanics and Blacks. And so I didn't get to experience being around different races until I got into college. And, you know, the majority of my class I was the only black woman in there. And so I felt like I was being judged without them actually telling me. And having a disability where I use a wheelchair, I felt like it made it that much worse. I can remember, you know, being asked by the professor to get in groups and no one wanted to be in my group, you know, and it felt weird. I could feel that I wasn't welcomed. And I carried that, you know, as I was going through college and then after college it was just that I wasn't accepted and so I want to say maybe three or four years ago I had an aha moment where I wasn't going to let anyone make me believe that I was inferior to them and so I started speaking I started using my voice eventually I participated in the Miss Wheelchair California pageant where I advocated for women with disabilities, and I was the only black woman there. 
And for me to win, that solidified that I'm where I'm supposed to be and I'm supposed to use my votes for the greater good. It doesn't matter that I have a disability. It doesn't matter that I'm a female. And it doesn't matter that, you know, my skin tone is brown. I'm supposed to be here to advocate and to speak up for those who don't have the ability or are afraid to. Taylor, tell me a little bit more about how they made you feel. Like, what were they doing either directly or indirectly or just by their body language? What were you picking up from that? It was the um, not acknowledging, you know, that I am sharing the same space that they're sharing. I believe that, you know, when you enter a room and you feel like, you know, you're not wanted or you shouldn't be there. And again, I learned that I don't have to ask anyone permission to take up a space. And I can, you know, when I was growing up, my brother, he went to a Christian school in an affluent, predominantly white community. I can remember him telling us that a student had called him the N-word. And it shocked me. And I was mad because one, they don't know my brother. My brother is the sweetest guy you will ever meet. He will give you the shirt off his back. And two, I was upset that he didn't come to us sooner. And so after that incident occurred, my cousins went to the school and they handled it. And to be um, a sister of a black man, especially in this time, it scares me when he goes out. Yeah. I'm always wondering, will he be pulled over? Is he going to be all right? And I worry about him and I worry about my sisters and my other family members who, you know, they're commuting to and from work or wherever they're going. It's in the back of my mind and it's terrifying. And I don't think anyone should feel that way. Absolutely. Will they be pulled over? Will they be the next hashtag? You know, will there be justice if something happened? And unfortunately, that's the reality that I live in today. Yeah. Does your does your brother have some sort of ritual that he follows just in case he's out of pattern? You guys know when to check in with him or? Uh, I typically will text him. I, I'm the crazy little sister. I will text him to see where he's at. If he is not home when I know that he's not either at work or, you know, at a friend's house, I'm texting, where are you? Oh, I'm on the freeway. Why are you, you know, say, why are you, why are you checking up on me? I said, because I have to. I need to know where you guys are. I need to know where my sister is. I need to know these things. And it's just, it, it brings me peace of mind to, um, to be able to, okay, if something were to happen, I know where he's at. But again, it's still, it's unfortunate that it's come to this. Yeah. Taylor, have you been profiled in any way besides uh, the school environment or in, like maybe shopping in a store or anything like that? Uh, I've been profiled. I can remember one time I was at the bakery. I was waiting for my turn to go to the cash register, to the um, cashier. And before I go, I roll up to the side because I wanted to ask him a question. And so as I'm rolling up, this white woman walks over me. Mm. And I look at her and I say, excuse me. And she acts like she can't hear me. And I said, excuse me. And she's like, what? I said, you walked over me. She's like, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you did. 
and I can hear her mumble something under her breath, and it it was something like stupid in, mm. and it made it worse because I don't like confrontation. And so when someone says something like that, it boils my blood. And before I can respond, um, I'm ushered into the next, or to meet with the next cashier on the other side of the store. I was like, God was with me that day. (laughs) It's weird when you're at, it's not weird, but it, when you're actually in that situation, of course you can play it in your head. Like if someone were to do something like this, I know what I would do, you know? But when it's actually happening, it, it knocks, like it throws you back a little bit. It shocks you. Like, are you serious? We're in 2020 yeah. and this is what you're saying. Yeah. The ignorance like, you know, of people. <laughs> the, the ignorance, ignorance of, people. of people. And, and I, I get more of, because I'm, I have, I'm in the wheelchair as opposed to the racism. And I believe that because of because of the fact that I'm in a wheelchair, it makes people think twice. Yeah. But it still it still bothersome. Absolutely. It's because like I have to fragment myself. Like I'm either this or I have a disability. I can't be both <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. And so But I'm very proud of you because you are a fighter and you just don't take these things that people are doing. And and that's what I love about your spirit and who you are as a person. You're very motivating and inspiring and empowering that nothing's going to stop you. And I just wished that people would take just a small portion of what you have and apply it to their own lives so that they will feel that comfort and and inspiration to stand up for who they are as a person. Don't let people walk over you. And and usually people do, and they just settle. They don't say anything. But we we are in these times now where if we see something, we need to say something. That the societal norms at the track that they are currently going cannot stay. They are unhealthy for everyone. And they're not sustainable. Society is not sustainable right now in the path that we're going. So with that, can you kind of tell me a little bit about what the listeners need to hear from your perspective about what's happening regarding racism today? What do you think would be beneficial so far as finding a solution to a very, very long standing problem, almost probably since the beginning of existence of the human mm-hmm. beings, you know? So, right. uh, so what, what would you say is something that where we can just start with common ground and building off of that? What speaks to you? I think at this point, it's like we're beating a dead horse from, you know, civil rights and from redlining and all of that. I think at this point, we need to put pressure on those who make the laws because I believe it is a trickle-down effect. If you get educated and know who your elected officials are and know their history of their voting pattern, and if you are an active participant in democracy, I believe that there will be change. I don't, you can definitely read books, um, be allies. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, if you say you support, you support, you support, 
But then on the other hand, you're doing things that contradict what you're showing on, you know, social media or what you're sharing with your family. It doesn't do any good. Yeah. Um, I believe that people need to sit and listen to these stories. Absolutely. They need to have an open heart. They need to put away their own motives, their own biases, um, preconceived notions, Mm -hmm. and listen. All we're saying is we matter. We're not not saying that our lives matter more. We're not saying that we're better than others, but we matter. Absolutely. Acknowledge us. Don't just acknowledge us when we're playing the sport, when we're acting in movies when we're, you know, doing these great things, acknowledge those, go into the inner city, go there and experience what it's like living there. How people who have literally, you know, nothing are making do and are happy. Listen to them. Like you can't, for me, it makes absolutely no sense. And I, you know, when I was in school, and yes, I had like maybe one or two teachers who were white. It makes no sense for someone to be in the inner city, be in those communities, and not have a desire to help them. Right. And not for their own gain, but because it's the right thing to do. I believe that a change is coming whether you're ready for it or not like there is no going back after this 2020 is the year of just the veil being ripped away yeah absolutely and people really need to realize that this has been a long time coming and Mm -hmm. and it's now more than ever that we need to have people to pray and vote those two things keep praying and get out and vote and I believe that now people are <laughs> can't wait like until November 3rd. They cannot wait to vote. And I'm not saying this for the president or anything else. They cannot wait to exercise their right as an American to vote. Exactly. exactly. That, and it, it, it blows my mind that people say voting doesn't change anything. And see, 400 years where voting kind of did change, like voting did have an effect on how things are going on now. Yeah. So vote get educated yeah. you know take some time and spend it with someone of a different race someone of a different culture because i promise you you'll have more in common with them than you thought you did exactly exactly and, and be open i feel like um people who have been used to a certain thing are scared to have their eyes open and realize that hey, maybe the way I was thinking wasn't the right way. Great, great words to live by, right? And Taylor, how do you get through each day knowing that you may feel like you're judged? I've had to go through a lot and learn a lot about myself. My faith in God, um, my family, and my friends, and of course, you know, wonderful people who got places in my life like you, um, who have just poured into me. And and reminded me that, you know, I can do this. I'm here on this planet, in this world. I'm here for a bigger purpose. And it has helped me. Um, I used to be timid. Um, like I said, I was, I'm not confrontational. However, I am learning to use my voice. 
more assertive way if I see something happening. If I feel like someone is treating me a certain kind of way, I will let them know. And it's not coming from a place of, I want to intimidate you, but it's, I am teaching you how to treat me. Exactly. Those old you know? those, those behaviors that they may think that they may be able to get away with because they've been doing that all their life or, you know, they it's something that's part of them. They really need to be reminded uh, or turn the mirror towards them and let them exactly. see how they are projecting and what they look like when they're being ugly and nasty. Also, um, every day I wake up and like that moment that you wake up, you decide whether you're going to have a good day or whether you're going to have a bad day. And I choose, it's a decision. You choose to have a good day or you choose to have a bad day. Even, you know, some of those days where it was rough, it was still a good day because I learned something or I improved on something. Absolutely. There's people out there that will try to take your spirit, but you remain strong during those difficult times. You have prevailed and and I've learned a lot from you about how to take things and how not to take things. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that because it keeps me grounded. And Taylor, what else can the uh, the different races do to support the African-American community at this time? Like you said before, speak up. If you see something, speak up. And also to hold individuals accountable. And not just, you know, your elected officials or people in the spotlight, the celebrities. No, I'm talking about your family members, your friends. When the door is closed and you guys are in the house, what are the conversations like? Are you sitting here and and going with, you know, the jokes about a culture or a race? Or are you speaking up? And I understand that it's very hard when... You know, you're the only individual who has put their foot down and said enough is enough. And I understand that. However, they need to hear this because it isn't right. And I believe that speaking up when no one's watching, when you see something, say something and hold people accountable. It's the loudest loudest testimony, right? When no one else is watching. When no one else is watching. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we missed today that I didn't ask you or that you would like to articulate to our audience today? Um, I think you hit every topic um, that was on my heart. Um, and I just wanted to um, thank you and your listeners for um, tuning in. Um, thank you for the opportunity to share my story. Um, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a great pleasure having you on, Taylor. And I will definitely see you soon in the office. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much, Taylor, for being with us today on our Mood Food Podcast. We really appreciate your time and your information and personal experiences that you so graciously shared with us today. And now I'm going to take time to read a review that one of my great friends, left for me on the podcast and we greatly appreciate you Susan down there in San Diego you are a faithful listener and supporter and we really appreciate your time going on the Apple podcast platform and leaving us a review if you leave us a review folks I'm going to start reading them I think it's really important and I know for us it's very important it encourages us and keeps us moving forward and it lets us know that we are making 
an impact out there. And so Susan and I worked together for a long time there at the Naval Medical Center there in San Diego. And she just opened up her arms and her family to me. And I will never forget that. So many times I went to her for advice. And she always spoke those amazing words of wisdom, support, and encouragement. She's always believed in me. And Susan, I can never repay you for that. Thank you so much for all that you have done for me and continue to do for me. That goes for your mom and your auntie and then also your son and your daughter. Thank you so much for involving me and letting me be part of you and your family. And so the review that Susan put in was very heartwarming and I really appreciate it, Susan. And it goes like this. I thoroughly enjoy this podcast because every time I listen, it just reaches out and grabs me. Jason is a personal friend who I admire more than he knows. Great job and keep up the great work. Susan, you're part of where I am today and I can never repay you once again for investing in me, for praying for me, and just being there for us on so many different levels, even today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for today's broadcast of Mood Food. And please make sure that you subscribe to us, you rate us, you like us, recommend us to all of your family and friends. Remember the disclaimer at the beginning that Othell put out there, because we are going to stick to that. And remember to keep your mood full of positive mental food. We are going to leave you today with a special quote from Harriet Tubman. And it goes like this. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Have a great day, everyone. And until the next episode of Mood Food Podcast, I'm your host, Jason Gordon. Bye.